Josh Podcast. Say hello to the people who care. Nothing's better than friends. The Nosh Podcast. Because you know that your friends are always there. Welcome back, everybody, to the Nosh Podcast. Let's be friends. My name is Chelsea. I'm Sarah. And I'm Natasha. And this is a call for you, our friends, our fans, our listeners, our lovers, to write to us and tell us your stories. Um, A lot of times we talk about us and our friends, but we want to know about you and your friends. Did you fall in love with one of your friends? Did one of your friends save your life? Did you meet your friend in a really cool way? Is there just like something cute that you and your friends always do or like nicknames that you talk you say to each other that you call each other it does not matter it can be big it can be small did your friend save you from a well we don't know please write to us at the nosh podcast at gmail.com or you can please slide into our dms on instagram at the nosh podcast or on twitter with the same name we'd love to hear from you friends great to see you yeah see you guys not in person no, no, never in person. Still not allowed. Probably not for a very long time. Yeah. Even though we're like minutes, dri- a minute's drive, a slightly, <laughs> an, about an hour's walk away from each other. We, like, <laughs> we live very close to each other, but yeah. it some, for some reason takes an hour. Um, but yeah. I know I was thinking recently, I feel like I haven't seen you guys in forever, but Natasha and I video chatted for quite a while today. So I feel now I, I do feel like I've seen you and now I'm seeing you currently. So it's been, you're not checked. really seeing us. You're seeing like avatars of us. That's the thing. <laughs> this yeah. isn't really me. I usually look so much worse. I mean, um, it's the, this actually... is not a pipe theory, right? Magritte picture of a pipe. That is not a pipe. It's a picture of a pipe. Oh, yes. Great I really, point. you lost me there for just a second, <laughs> but I'm back. I'm back and I'm here with you. We love so art. That's what a museum educator does, babies. People are always <laughs> like, what the fuck is that? That's an example. <laughs> when I first found out about this is not a pipe, it honestly like revolutionized my entire way of thinking. Yeah. <laughs> Say more about that. Well, I don't, I think we like visited a Magritte museum in high school or something. And I just was just obsessed. I was like, oh my God, it's not a pipe. Oh my God. Everything I think is wrong. Oh my God. My perception. I don't know. Totally. It did what it was supposed to do. Now it seems kind of annoying to me, actually. <laughs> if, if someone was to say like, this is not, that's not a house. It's a painting of a house. I would be like, okay, you can fuck, like, off. fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> With your art theory and your uh, whatever that philosophy is called. Yeah. But the thing is, we have gotten to a place of fuck off because Magritte put us in the original place to begin with. Very true. Someone had to say that so that we could just get used to that idea and then become too used to it. Yeah. That's a great point. (laughs) How's everyone's week? My week is good. I did a half day of at work on Friday, so I've been in weekend mode for a bit, and I have I do have tomorrow off as well. So I'm okay. R.I.P. Yeah, it's the first year we're actually having that as a holiday. So oh wow, that's really awesome. Um, yeah, Sarah and I Facetimed for a while, just doing chores. Uh, Call back to we pulled a Jamie chores with Jamie. Oh, how did it work? Oh, it was great. We just both respectively did things related to laundry. I put away laundry. Sarah put in laundry. Uh, Mostly Sarah just sat and I like sorted through clothes and then I got rid of some clothes, which just means I put them in a huge bag. And now I'm like, okay, what am I going to do with this bag? But at least they're in the bag. You know, they're not in my closet or in the, in my drawers. So I'm pretty excited about that. It, it actually made the day feel really long. Like we stopped at like noon and I was like, oh my God, there's still half the day left. Wow. So it made, maybe did it go make the chores go faster? Oh yeah. Something? It was so much more fun. I was certainly putting that off, but Sarah assured me that I can FaceTime her anytime I'm going to do laundry. Wow. So I'm holding her to that. Yeah. Real life FaceTiming chores success story. <laughs> Yeah. How about you, Chelsea? I wanted to share a story of new friendships. Wonderful. 
Um, so maybe about two weeks ago, I started getting texted by a random number. And a lot of times it's literally nothing. It's just, we get like somehow a group text. Sometimes it's porn. Sometimes it's ads, but it's like a group of 20 of us all getting mass texted. It's oh. the same group each time. And it's like different. Well, this is what time. I discovered. This is, this is my story of friendship. So usually when this happens, a couple of things happen. A lot of people just text stop. And then a lot of times someone says, don't text stop. That's not going to work. Like this is a robot. And then sometimes people say like really, really mean things. Like one, at one point, one guy was like, I'm going to hunt you down and kill you. Whoever. Oh God. (laughs) So like people are getting like really pissed and people are just texting stop. And then other people are like, well, don't, that's not doing anything. And then today I decided to text. I love the community that we're building here. (laughs) (laughs) And then like a bunch of people loved it. And then someone was like, I've gotten around 36 spam messages. You? And then someone was like, at least as many. And then someone was like, where's everyone from? (laughs) (laughs) I guess like most people are from like New York and Louisiana. And I just said like, I'm from Los Angeles, but this is my upstate New York number because I'm from upstate New York. And I guess that's really it to be honest. But oh, oh yeah. Then somebody said, um, it's it's kind of annoying, but it's kind of entertaining in a way. And then someone was like, what is the main number that needs to be blocked? And someone was like, it's the email at the bottom of the list. And someone goes, it's not entertaining me. (laughs) (laughs) And then someone goes, I will be contacting the local police to have this shit investigated. And then someone else goes, this shit is like being stuck in an elevator together. (laughs) And then someone goes, our phones are all trapped in a digital elevator. (laughs) And I just like... I don't know. I love these people. (laughs) (laughs) That is so cool. This doesn't seem to be going away anytime soon, but I do feel like we're sort of like trauma bonding through this. Yeah. You (laughs) guys should send pictures of each other. (laughs) Oh my God. That'd be so good. I look like this. What do you look like? (laughs) I think that might be my next step. Or what do you think, Sarah? Well, I was going to say like, well, you don't have a pet, but I would say like maybe start with a picture of a pet. Yeah, it's take Ooh, it's you know what? I could catfish them. I could send a fake pet and be like, this is my dog. I thought you were going to say, this is me. <laughs> and you would send a picture of a dog and pretend that you were a dog. <laughs> and that's how you would catfish them. <laughs> no, I'm going to be like, this is my Lapsa Apsa Arlo Guthrie. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, oh, I'll take a picture of my plant. That's also a good idea. Because you said that, Porn is something that gets sent, and I did give you a sexy tree. That's true. You could get really close up on that tree, and then and it could look like an ass. It could look like an ass, and and, and thighs, or like yeah, really thick legs. That tree mm-hmm. is really sexy. It is. I, I actually I had to give it away because it was so distracting. <laughs> we'll post a picture on our Instagram. <laughs> it's a sexy tree. Okay, it is a really sexy tree. I love it's it. Like a so little, I guess, short stout little little twerking odd plants <laughs> um yeah so I guess I just I'm introducing this topic of my new friend group now and you know to be continued great I can't I love it I feel like it you goes. you really like turned it around I feel like I do think I was kind of the instigator to like kind of break the ice and make us kind of get into it a little bit more with each other yeah that's As opposed to just being like, fuck this, I hate this. I'm going to hunt down and kill this person, which is like a robot. At, at your core, that is truly who you are. Definitely. Yeah. You should like, pay. Hey, let's all be friends. I was about to be like, we should hang out. But I mean, they're in Louisiana and upstate New York. So we should have them on the pod. Ooh, good idea. <laughs> I have a podcast. Does anyone want to be on my podcast? <laughs> That might not be as weird for them because I feel like that's like an LA thing. But if they're in like Louisiana or wherever they are, like it might not be as popular to have a podcast. It might not be like, oh, everyone and their mom has a podcast. They might think that I'm like really cool and they don't know that I'm just like basically everyone in LA. Yeah. (laughs) 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 What about anyone else? Does anyone else have any cool stories? 
Natasha? No. You have a face like you could be thinking of a cool story. Uh, I was trying, but I don't have a cool story. Uh, well, right, well, into it. Sorry. Yeah. Should we introduce our guest? Um, I recently just learned that this guest's last name is Boys, which is incredible. <laughs> and I'm sure there's so much else that's great about her, but I've never <laughs> met her before today. So we're going to learn. Please welcome Nina. Hi, new friends. Hi, Hi friend. And one old friend. Yay, it's me. <laughs> yeah, so Nina is Sarah's old friend. So and yeah, Nina is my good friend from college. We both went to NYU. Gosh, I am really excited for this episode and to like dive into our friendship. But also one of the reasons that I really wanted to have Nina on is because I feel like she, or I guess I can say you now that you're like officially here, <laughs> um, have like so many friends. And I feel like the way that you engage with friendship is very like unique and inspiring and like impressive, I would say. <laughs> um, something that I aspire to. <laughs> um, so I think it would be fun if we just kind of started off by talking about like your relationship with friendship and like, what does friendship mean to you? And, and like, what has been like, what purpose has friendship held for you? Like over the course of your life, if that's not too broad of a question. Um, no, it's not. I mean, I think for me personally, I like thrive on human connection. So I definitely seek it out, I would say. And sometimes when I don't even, you know, consciously mean to be like, Ooh, I'm going to go make a new friend. I like genuinely crave that like connection. And also, you know, I'm so curious about humans and like just how people think and why they do things they do and like, you know, how they navigate the world. So, um, I feel like I ask a lot of questions, which is either really annoying or like might engage someone past the point that they would <laughs> normally engage. Um, so yeah, I would say in general, that's definitely something I've always like gained energy off of. And it like makes me feel more alive. And then, um, in my adult life, especially, I feel like, you know, as you age, I feel like it's easy to kind of just like fall into your, which is great, but fall into your older friendships and not like break out as much or like actively seek new friends. Um, you know, as, as much as you did when you were younger or in college or just surrounded by new people all the time. Um, so I feel like definitely for me, it's like a way of kind of like breaking out of like just routine and monotony. And it's like, I am like very much driven to meet new people and consistently just kind of like, uh, forge new connections and ask more people, more questions. And I'm really lucky because I travel a lot for my job. So I get to engage with like a very diverse array of people. And I feel like that's the other part is like, you know, when I'm going to Mongolia and I'm like, you know, hanging out and drinking with nomads, like I have a lot of questions for them. Um, so, you know, I, I feel like a lot of it does happen naturally. It's not so much like, I'm going to go make a new friend, but it's more just like, Hey, like this person seems interesting, or I wonder what they think about this. Um, and with Sarah, I mean, we met in study abroad in college. So we were all studying abroad in Prague together. And I feel like studying abroad in general is like, you know, everyone's like, all right, we're here, we're together, let's like do this. And we we're also in Prague, the beer capital of the world. So um, I feel like it was like a pretty, a pretty social crew and experience in general. But Sarah, I'm actually really curious if what you think about this, but we met in Prague, but I feel like our friendship didn't blossom until like a year. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I was thinking about it today. I, I, we definitely hung out in Prague and we had, you know, a huge, we were in dorms. So I think that's like something that's kind of unique. Like, I feel like usually when people study abroad, they stay at someone's home that lives there. Maybe not, maybe not usually, but I feel like, um it's in some ways a little bit rare to have dorms. So it was like all NYU kids pretty much. I think there were maybe some people that weren't from there, but it was mostly NYU kids uh, all in this like one dorm. There were different dorms, but we were in the same dorm. And I feel like that really fostered a lot of just like hangout time with kind of everyone that was there. But yeah, I agree that we didn't really become friends until or at least close friends until after we got back to New York 
What do you um, think yeah. that was about or like who were your close people at that time that might have I don't know prevented you from like being closer but what do you think the circumstances were well we sort of were in two different friend groups in a way I mean we all hung out but we were also sort of split like you had I'm trying to like uh, it's hard to remember it was so long ago well, but I, you were- yeah I mean and actually Prague I came with a group of my friends like a bunch of us came together and okay. like lived together in the same room and then I think you did the same right, I did Sarah? the same like, you, yeah yeah so I feel like oh. we all sort of had like pre- friend groups but I also Mm -hmm. feel like our friend groups did merge um in Prague but it was like I don't know Sarah I feel like I didn't I feel like we just didn't fully get to know each other like really well in Prague like I feel like I definitely was like oh Sarah's cool and fun but it wasn't like I had had like any like hangout like one-on-one time with you maybe no yeah also I mean I think all three of us studied abroad right yeah and And you know Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, sorry. Oh, I was just going to maybe pause it. I mean, I've just been reflecting lately, like not everybody gets to study abroad. It's a huge privilege. And I had no idea that it was. when I just like assumed like, of course I'm going to study abroad. But since I've had this time away, I'm like, oh my God, this is like remarkable that I got to spend a semester away in another country. And it is such a bonding experience that when you get back the world looks totally different. And I do think you want to gravitate back to the people that you studied abroad with. And I think it makes sense. I've had experiences where I like formed new relationships with people that I studied abroad with just because once we come back, it's like, oh, you are the people that really understand that experience. Yeah, totally. Where did you study again, Chelsea? England. Oh yeah, England. Heard of it? I don't know why that made me really laugh. <laughs> it's such a weird one because it's like so similar and obviously it wasn't like a different language or anything, but it was a, still a totally different world. I mean, yeah. we all, I mean, Natasha studied. In tell, Ireland. Tell the people. Yeah, yeah I said, <laughs> tell the people. I studied abroad in Ireland um, and I, I lived in an apartment with two other people that also went to my school um, in Berkeley, but I was really like, bent on integrating into society and like making friends with Irish people and I had a I had a couple of Irish friends that I knew from them studying abroad at my university and then we lived together and then basically I was like you guys are cool so I just want to hang out with you and people like you so that's why I went to Ireland but I also I I actually just read this is so random. I'm not going to diverge too much, but I just, ha- I had to like open my old laptop with this, the laptop that I use to record and like for daily life is actually my work laptop. Um, but I have a laptop that I had since like 2011, which is right when I studied abroad. Um, and I was reading there, it was, this is so weird, but there were old like AIM conversations saying, Oh oh my God, that's like an archeological. It was like fossilized, like (laughs) frozen in time. Yeah. It must've been really towards the end of like me using AIM because it didn't have everything. Unfortunately, I really wanted it to have like just so many years of like painfully awkward conversations, but it was around the time right before I went abroad where I was deciding where to go. And I was like, should I go to Rome? And then I was like, no, I don't want to go to Rome because it's just going to be like Berkeley kids in Rome. And it's not really going to be like, I'm in Rome. (laughs) So I was very like pretentious about that. I was like, I want to like really experience life. So I'm going to go to an English speaking country. You wanted to like (laughs) eat, pray, love. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But anyways, I agree. Studying abroad like brings people together and and makes you, it does, it does feel like the world looks so different, um, which at the time I feel like it felt very trivial of like, oh, I'm so, I'm really over like romanticizing this, but you know, moving to a different place, even if it's not a different country, like changes your worldview. Definitely. And so do you think that was part of it when you got back, you felt bonded by the experience or do you think it was something else? No, I, not for us. I don't think because I mean, I'm, that is how we knew each other. So now we knew each other and we were part of this more extended friend. Whereas like we kind of went in with our separate friend groups and then we left with like a more extended friend group, I would say. A blended but Nina, friend group. Nina actually studied abroad three times, right? Wow. Where did, where else did you go? 
Um, well, I did a, I did an actual exchange in high school. So I lived in Japan and like went to a Japanese high school and lived with a Japanese family. So that was my first like living abroad experience. But then at NYU, I did three semesters. Um, yes, very privileged. Uh, I did great. my first in Buenos Aires, my second in Prague, my third in Shanghai. Um, so yeah, and I would attest to everything that everyone is saying. Like, I definitely have three distinct friend groups from those experiences. And we really all like, you know, totally bonded over that and like had all these like really kind of epic shared unique life experiences and memories. And I'm still like very close friends with people from all of those groups. So, um, yeah. And I feel like you brought some together. Like I know I'm friends with some people that you went to Buenos Aires with. Right. And yeah, exactly. I don't know about Shang. Zach. Oh, is that yeah, how you have- and Colin, right? And Colin. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Wait, when did you, did you go to Shanghai right after Prague? Cause I'm wondering also if that influenced like how we became friends in New York since you weren't there for a semester after. So, yeah, we did what we did fall semester in Prague. And then you and I lived in New York at the same time for a semester and a summer. And okay. then I went to Shanghai the following fall. Okay. Do you remember like when we started to like really become close? I feel like it's hard. Like everything sort of blends together for me. Oh, really? I, like, remember the exact moment. Oh, really? Wait. (laughs) Tell me. (laughs) Or us. Um, us. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it was, so um, when we got back to New York, we did have some, like, crossover of friends. It was all actually quite interesting, because, like, one of my best friends from freshman year who had nothing to do with study abroad ended up being friends with, like, someone that we were in Prague with. So they lived in an apartment together, and you were friends with Mive's roommate. Um, and like, so we all ended up hanging out at this apartment sort of through study abroad and sort of just like through other friends. Um, and then one winter night, we all took mushrooms together for the first time, or it was my, (laughs) it was my first time. Um, and I would say like, for sure, that was when you and I became like very good friends. (laughs) Yeah. I think you're so right. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's another yeah. thing that really bonds people right yeah I remember well, that day vividly we had a snow day that was like our one and only NYU snow day it was a snow day and we ended up at that shared apartment mm-hmm. with my friend from freshman year and like these other people from study abroad and Sarah and there was this like polar bear type furry rug <laughs> and which was like very comforting and exciting oh, at the time what a dream um, <laughs> I'm just like aching for that experience right now. I know it sounds really good. Um, but, and I had never taken mushrooms, so I was a little bit nervous, but was like excited. And Sarah, I don't remember if you had or not. I had taken them, I think once before, or once I remember being like fairly like comfortable with it. I can't remember if I had done it once or, oh, more than once. Cause I did it also in Amsterdam when we, we did like a fall break and we, did mushrooms there. So I had done it a, a couple times. Sarah's Whoa. been there. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I just, Sarah, yeah. So Sarah was a pro. She was a veteran. <laughs> um, but I just remember that like when the mushrooms started kicking in, I just like instantly felt like you and I were like, experiencing the same things we were like t- like one of us would say something about animals and then you're like oh my god you like animals <laughs> I like animals and I feel like and like anything one of us said the other person was like I also love that <laughs> <laughs> that is and, so so funny and then I feel like that giddy sense of connection basically never went away <laughs> totally yeah I mean I feel like you guys still like animals <laughs> still a pretty big animal fan yeah that's actually sure. like really what we what's the bonding measure in our friendship is that we both love animals especially <laughs> lobsters <gasps> I made that card for Nina Nina is also wearing a shirt that Sarah made her <laughs> yeah and Sarah can you describe it Nina yeah so this was from um it goes all the way around. Woo! Oh my God. It's all fringy and like with beads on the fringes yeah. at the oh, bottom. Oh, yeah. Like just, sorry, describe it audio. Yes. Um, so <laughs> it's like kind of like a uh, piece, a peace sign shirt um, that Sarah very creatively cut the bottom into cool strands and added all sorts of like bead work to some and some of them same things like love, love, love <laughs> and rock and roll <laughs> and other fun things. <laughs> rock and roll um 
<laughs> this one Amazing. says drugs and dubstep. <laughs> <laughs> it's a super sweet thing to make someone a piece of clothing, though. This it is, is so like, nice. Yeah. And it yes. happened because Sarah and I were supposed to go to a music festival together, um, like I think the year or year or two after college. And then Sarah ended up not being able to come, but wanted me to have um, a, a piece of her to bring to the music festival with me. So it was very sweet. Very sweet. It's Indeed. so cute. I love drugs and dubstep. That's like incredible. I mean, I feel like that really captures like a moment in time. <laughs> It does. Yeah. Circa like Skrillex. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that, that's a great point too. I mean, I feel like the things, you know, when I think of our friendship, there's like a few things that really stand out. I feel like we did a lot of psychedelics together. I feel like we went to music festivals together and then we like, we lived, so we lived together at some point, senior year, second semester. Um, I feel like that's really where we like our bonding sort of grew because we spent so much time together during that time. It was after a really like horrific (laughs) apartment experience with me and my roommates where we moved to a new apartment and got bug beds, like bed, (laughs) bed bugs, (laughs) bed bugs right away. And there were days where I was like sleeping in the library because we just could not stay in the apartment. I got really sick during that time. We like didn't have internet, like our lights went out. <laughs> like It was just really bad. And we eventually had to move out. We like moved in and like a month later we had moved out. And um, I luckily Nina, the apartment that Nina lived in with another one of our friends, it was like seven bedrooms, this like insane apartment, like along one hallway, like seven bedrooms. Most of them didn't have any windows. It was like, not like a mansion. Like, I don't want anyone to like picture a mansion. <laughs> <Be clear>. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say? I said, to be clear, this was a completely illegal, like absolute <laughs> shithole of an apartment in Chinatown. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it's nice that it rescued Sarah from her worst situation, but this was not an apartment that someone would normally be excited to move into. Yeah. So there were two, um, two rooms open, luckily. And my friend, Brittany, who I had been living with, um, and I both moved in. Um, and then our other two roommates moved in somewhere else together. We sort of had to like scatter and it was just like a really challenging time. So, but it was, uh, I mean, really awesome that we could move in there. And so we got to spend a lot of time together. And I feel like that was really during a period of time, I think like <laughs> psychedelics included and music festivals included where we were sort of having like spiritual awakenings, I would say. Um, and so we spent a lot of time like talking about and reading Alan Watts together and just kind of philosophizing about the universe and kind of sharing this like new like I almost feel like our brains (laughs) were sort of like popping open like in a way where like our consciousness was just expanding and we were sharing that with each other and I feel like the conversations around it were helping that expand like I remember our friend John uh one time was like the inside is the same as the outside or whatever and I was like what and he was kind of like I think he like tried to draw it or something and I sort of didn't really get it and then I like read something from Alan Watts and I was like oh my god like it was just this kind of thing like all the time where it was like one of us would have an expansive thought and then we would like share it and then we would just like expand with each other. <laughs> Is that we're accurate? Blowing each other's minds. Yeah. <laughs> At our own minds. Yeah. But um, yeah. And it was actually, and that was our, that was our last semester of college that we lived together and did that. Um, and we, because this apartment was in such terrible shape, we had the ability to ask our landlord to get us new couches, which felt like a very luxurious demand. So he um, got us two Ikea couches that we realized that if we like put like in a certain way and pushed together, it just turned into one giant pod. <laughs> um, so that was when we started living our pod life. And so we would like literally just at night, like climb into the pod, a bunch of us and like talk about the universe. (laughs) Yes, it was very, uh, which was like a pretty formative time in life. Definitely. definitely. (laughs) 
Did you guys really sleep cute. in the pod or you we probably just napped in there, but yeah, I, was, I feel like I we fell asleep sure. in the pod, but it wasn't like a full on, it wasn't like everyone's bed every night. Got it. I, yeah, I wasn't sure if you were like, and this became our home. Yeah. <laughs> and then we never left the pod again. But did you also sometimes share beds? Because Sarah, you've talked about like how sometimes you would like sleep with your friends. Like, yeah, sleep, we did. Sex, like, yeah. I mean, not bed with friends. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, I don't remember if like in this particular apartment, that was a huge thing. I definitely, it definitely happened in the dorms a lot. Um, you know, cause you would just like go across the way to your friend's house or your friend's dorm room or whatever. Um, but I guess there, there could likely be some sleeping in each other's beds in this apartment as well. <laughs> and cute. we did I just, I never did that. Of a broom closet, so <laughs> Um, well, we also did a lot of art in that apartment too. I feel like that was like a big part of it. We would just invite friends over and we'd all do art. And I feel like it was a time of also exploring, like, what does it mean to be an artist? And like, we can be artists, even if we're not artists, like type of situation. Yeah, there was definitely a nice, like encouraging of each other's creativity. And I wish, I so wish I had it. I don't have it, um, in this house with me at the moment, but, Another gift that Sarah made me that she completely forgot about was, um, I think it was right after college, she made me like a full sketchbook full of like incredible drawings and watercolors and poems and like collages. And like, they were all about different themes, but I think it was just basically like, you know, hey, thought you would enjoy (laughs) my art. And I did, it was beautiful. And you kind of sent me something similar recently. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So we decided to be pen pals during quarantine, um, <laughs> which I think we each sent one thing, but uh, counts. it counts. Yeah. Sarah yeah. sent me a really cool lobster postcard and highlighted the words, let's eat lobster. Um, and I think I took a set of watercolors into the woods this fall and, and like watercolored Sarah, a portrait of a tree and wrote some quote that I had been thinking about. And said, this is not a tree. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. That's so cool. Um, going back to just your relationship with like people and finding connection. I'm curious how, how have you been, have you, have you made any new friends in the time of COVID? Um, that's a good question. Um, and it's something I think about so much of like how, well, at least for me, and I think for a lot of people, how huge of a shift this is of like, you know, you're really not meeting people, but I actually have because, um, I was in, I was living in Spain when COVID hit and, Mm -hmm. um, during the first part of the pandemic. So I was, well, I moved there last Christmas or, you know, a year ago and, um, I, so yeah, I was living in my apartment in Catalonia and then the beginning of March, like borders started closing and they were kind of like, get out now, or you don't know when you're getting out. Um, but I decided to stay and ride it out for a little while. I was in, um, a grad school program there. And, uh, when we went into serious lockdown in Spain, it was like legit lockdown, like nothing was open, no restaurants, no takeout. It was illegal to take a walk during the day. You could not walk to the beach, even though I could see it from my room. And it was just like ghost city. No one was out. So it was like very legit. Uh, but what was so lovely about the experience, aside from it being, you know, like traumatic and slightly terrifying, um, for everybody globally, uh, was that the community there was just so lovely. And like my neighbors and my landlord became like my second family and they were just so kind to me. They would like leave me paella outside of my door and be like, my 90 year old mom made this for you. And they would, we'd have like vermouth hours on our rooftop where we would all be on different sides. We painted our roof all together because we wanted to make it nice. And um, yeah, it was definitely reminded me also just like of like, Spanish or Catalan culture. They wouldn't want to say Spanish culture, but (laughs) you know, Catalan culture there for sure. Just like, you know, they like take care of each other and they look out for each other. So it was really special for me to be there during that time, because I think like community is such a big thing for them anyway. So it was very natural for them to be like, oh, hey, this, you know, American girl who's all alone here. Like, let's, you know, 
become friends with her, but they were also just like above and beyond nice, you know, like just incredible human beings that I still like WhatsApp with all the time. And yeah, just, Mm. they would hold like, they would hold like, um, concerts on my balcony for the entire neighborhood. Cause one would be a jazz musician and I would videotape them and the whole community would come out and like dance on their balconies. And it was like very, very kind of just like nostalgic and sweet. That's so cool. And eventually, so did you decide, like, when did you decide to come back to the States? Um, so I was there for a little over three months, I think, in lockdown. Um, and then it was, it was getting to the point where like, it was when I was planning to leave anyway, because my program was over. Um, and at that point too, I hadn't seen my boyfriend for three months and, um, he was still in Maine. Mm. So it kind of just like made sense at that point to sort of like head back. But yeah, I was probably there. I think I was there in lockdown living alone for like three months. Wow. That's so crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, and also my vermouth store shout out to my vermouth store owner. He became my other best friend. (laughs) I love roof, roof vermouth. I just keep thinking of that phrase. I don't think I've had that. Well, you were having vermouth on the roof, weren't you? Oh, roof vermouth. Oh yeah. Yeah. Totally. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was a brand of vermouth. I was like, Oh, I'll have to write that one down. I love, Oh my God. You've got to check it out. What you've never had it before. (laughs) Roof vermouth. Yeah. I mean, I, I even like that story just, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I was in that situation, if I would be as you know, friendly and nice and like accepting, I guess, of, like I was people yeah. trying to be friends with me. Like, I feel like that, you know, it's, it's, it's a good, a good depiction of kind of like Nina in her element of like, when there are people around who are like down to hang, like Nina is down to hang. <laughs> like, I feel like that is just, I mean, so we, I remember like the last time I was in Maine with you, which I think was in 2019, we were like, we're going to go to Maine every year. <laughs> and like, then we got shut down. But um, I think we were kind of like talking about how you met all the people there. Uh, and it was like most of the people you met abroad, like even if they were American, I feel like, <laughs> like so many people you've met in other countries. And I feel like you also have really interesting stories of how like one of your best friends you met on a subway train in New York like at two in the morning or whatever it was um so I feel like you have all these like unique ways of meeting people and I almost feel like you just have like an opening for friends whereas like I don't always feel like that I feel like oftentimes I am close I'm like don't nobody talk it to me or look at me or like don't like I'm not here or whatever or I don't know like even the capacity to like nurture so many friendships after you know you've made them I think is like a really unique and special like ability or skill even like I would call it because you know you maintain so many friendships too that you've made over the years and like so many different capacities and even bring those people together so they like it almost becomes stronger too like as you bring people together um yeah and I just can't help but just have so many flashes to like huge third you know 30 person parties in Maine where people are traveling from all over (laughs) to come to Maine and just like drink and hang out and like eat incredible food Um, I am a fan of all of those things. And also I would say that, um, yeah, introducing my good friends or like some of my best friends to other like friends that haven't met yet, just because I know that they're going to be best friends definitely also gives me lots of like joy and energy and I love it so much. And like so many friends then go on to have their own completely separate friendships and that just makes me really happy. Yeah. Is there a story that stands out to you either in terms of like a way that you've met a new friend or that you've sort of match made friends that you'd want to share that is just, you think is really special? Ooh, there are a lot of really good ones. Um, so, you know, Sarah did mention, I did meet one of my, um, one of my close friends on a, on a New York city subway amid a bunch of strangers. And that was, you know, and I just approached her because I was like, I want this person to be my friend. And I actually like 
made up lines to talk to her. Like, wait, was yeah. like, do you, take us do you, through that. <laughs> what, what was it about her that made you want to be friends with her? What did okay. you say? So I, <laughs> speaking of dubstep, no, actually it wasn't dubstep, but speaking of electronic concerts, um, I got kicked out of one in, uh, Williamsburg that night because I had bought a beer for another friend who I studied abroad with who was not yet 21. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so I got kicked out of a concert that I had bought tickets to like five months before and was like thrilled to be there. So I was just like kind of like devastated and the show hadn't started yet. It was all very sad. Mm -hmm. Um, And I got on this, I got on this subway heading back to Manhattan and I was just so depressed and I was like, feeling so miserable. And I was looking around at everyone, like all these strangers in New York. And I was getting like, so overwhelmed by the realization that like, you can be surrounded by millions of people, but it's so easy to put your blinders on and just like, not like think of each other as humans or not even like recognize that other someone, everyone else around you is having a human experience as well. And in that moment, I found it like <laughs> devastating thought. I was very crushed by it. Um, and I was like, do I want to be in New York anymore? So I was just like going through the whole thing. And, um, I got off on a platform and it was at Union Square and I needed to go to Chinatown where I was living with Sarah at the time. So I clearly knew how to get back to Chinatown, was waiting for the six train. And then I saw this, this, this woman um, and she just like radiated something that I was like, I need to talk to her. She is someone that I need to meet and I like need to figure out how to do it in a way that's not super creepy. Um <laughs> So yeah, I literally just made up a line and asked her like if she knew which train was going to Chinatown. <laughs> I was like, do you know where the six train is going? And she was like, yeah, it's coming this way. You just go a few stops down to Canal Street. I was like, oh, thank you so much. Um, and then we just started chit-chatting. And she was in law school at the time and had just finished studying for a huge exam. And then we, the train came, we got on, it was crazy crowded. And this gigantic man who was like literally like close to seven feet tall walked towards us. And if she told this story, she'll tell you she was positive at that point that him and I were in this together and we were trying to like jump her or like rob her or something. <laughs> like she was totally paranoid because this guy recognized me and was like, hey, Nina, and starts like, storming at us in this like crowded subway car but it ended up just randomly being my favorite bartender from my favorite german beer bar um in alphabet city so like so random not obviously not planned like no no <laughs> also idea. like let's just pause to say like okay nina's friends with her favorite bartender her by name yeah <laughs> And he would um, say hi to her <laughs> and like rush the subway car <laughs> to try to get her attention and go talk to her. Um, so he was like, what are you guys doing tonight? And I was like, well, I just got kicked out of a concert. And, you know, my this this woman was like, oh, I just got off of a law degree thing. And he was like, well, Lupe Fiasco is playing at Brooklyn Bowl. Do you guys want to go? <laughs> This is like from girls or something. <laughs> this is not real. So this is what you're, so this must be 2011. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Very girls was actually based on our friend group. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, so the funny thing was, I was like, oh, so all of us were like, okay, we're down, let's go. And then I was like, all right, guys, but can you just come to my apartment first? Because I need to get my, like, my money and my ID. And so they're like, yeah, sure. And then she was like, where do you live? And I was like, Canal Street, which at, which at the time I didn't think like was weird. And she was like, mm. <laughs> oh my God. Weren't you asking me how to get to Canal Street? Um <laughs> But all of them, but all of them came to my apartment. Sarah was there. Do you remember this, Sarah? You were just getting out of the shower. We all came up into the apartment. <laughs> and I was like, Sarah, do you want to go see Lupe Fiasco? And I feel like you were just really confused by what was happening. Example of oh. why I'm not making friends everywhere. I go. You're just I'm like, like what? I'm uh, no, and just ran back in your room and slammed the door. <laughs> Uh, you're far more social than that. But Sarah <laughs> definitely comes up in the retelling of this story. <laughs> she was definitely a character. But yeah, anyway, all of us ended up going to Brooklyn Bowl that night and just like having a blast. 
And then before the end of the night, I was like, I need to get this girl's number. Like, she's amazing and I want to be her friend. And then <clears throat> she texted me the next day. Um, and I was so excited. And then we just like met up and kept hanging out for 10 years. <laughs> oh my God. That is a friend meet cute. That is the craziest story I've ever heard. We have never heard anything like that on this pod before. That's incredible. It was a good um, one. We, I, I was in her, um, I was in her wedding in Italy last summer, and that was definitely the fan favorite story for all the families. <laughs> well, at what point did you tell her, like, sort of your perspective that you had seen her and wanted to get to know her and made up this shit about Canal Street? Uh, well, she definitely knew I'd made it up that night because she came yeah. to Canal Street. Um, she was just kind of. Yeah, I feel like we were all just riding this. Like, we don't really know what's going on, but let's just go for it. Um, kind of train. And, uh, I mean, it, right. I don't, honestly don't remember when it came up again. I feel like the next time we hung out, she just like came and met up with a bunch of her friends and it just felt very natural. And was just kind of like, oh yeah, like, of course we're friends now. So, so cool. yeah, I think that's something, the show. that's something that I, I also feel like is really, I mean, I feel like Nina ha has been such an important, like friendship in my life. Like obviously because she's like amazing, but she like brings this you know, you bring this like energy that is like so different from anything else I've experienced. And I feel like the friend group, like my experience of being friends with you and then like meeting people through you, there was just like no drama. Like it was all just like, everyone was just like down to hang out and to like meet each other and to be friends with each other and like find common ground and explore fun ideas and do like fun adventurous stuff and it was kind of like this flowy like group that just kind of in my experience at the time like kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger <laughs> because like people would just like meet each other but you know my experience with friendship outside of that group and I think if I hadn't ever had like my experience of friendship would be so different I think if I hadn't met you because typically in my experience there was was drama or there was like oh I don't want my friends to meet my other friends because then what if they like each other better than me like there's like all of this thought around it that just did not exist in in your sort of sort of like a almost like a Tasmanian devil not with as much energy or like speed but like almost like that you're bringing so much energy like in the form of other people like around to all of these uh other, you know, just bringing people together and, and having different, you know, so many experiences. I mean, we did so much like adventurous stuff that I'm sure was the product of, you know, many people wanting to do the things, but I feel like you and your friends are like particularly adventurous, I would say. And like, just down to do a lot of stuff. Like, I don't know, like, it's just so, it's so unique in my experience, I think. Well, I would definitely say our friends, first of all. <laughs> well, um, our friends, right. Okay, fine. <laughs> they are our but, friends. Yeah, but also it's like so interesting to hear you reflect on this this way because I think like when I hang out with you and when you're a part of the group, I would say the exact same things about you. Like, you know, like that you're completely open and you're so like easy to connect with and you just have bring so much like fascinating perspective and creativity and like all these other things that are amazing about you like so freely to the table. So it's super interesting for me to hear you say that that's not how you normally are. Cause that's like a hundred percent how I think of you. <laughs> yeah. And maybe it's not that I'm not like that normally, but that maybe other things get in the way or like other dynamics. Like, I feel like the dynamic that's created in group situations, um, that you're involved in, in my experience. And maybe I'm sure it's just coming from everyone. Like it's, you know, you can't really say like, it's because of this or this, but like, people are just so open and like being, I feel like their best selves um, and kind of like living life to like this, you know, high degree in a way where it's like not, you know, based on, not based on like success or anything, not that like people aren't successful, but it's like based on pleasure, based on like enjoyment and like being a human and like enjoying our environment and enjoying each other. And I feel like that's very, um, like really nice <laughs> I mean, like that's a really nice way like a really fun way and like I would say even like a very healing way to like go about living 
it's like definitely so what Sarah I think what the most recent time Sarah's referring to is we had like thir- 25 or 30 friends I can't remember maybe it was less than that somewhere, somewhere I somewhere, think it was like a height friends. of 30 at one point yeah yeah um came to my family's house in coastal Maine last September and we just did this like four night just like feasting fest, hanging fest. Like we did a huge lobster bake on the beach. We cooked massive communal meals in my family barn. We did like, you know, cocktails for everyone. And we went on like wood hikes and just did all these things. Um, And I do feel like that's like one step closer to like building the commune that we all just need. (laughs) Yeah, totally. And I will say like, you know, Nina has done catering a lot in her life and worked at restaurants and stuff. And so- a lot of her friends are caterers and and bartenders and we had so we had you know professional bartenders who like care about bartending make us like incredible drinks and yeah. the food was like like um exquisitely <laughs> made but also exquisitely presented <laughs> we had like ceviche and like just like things that you don't normally like find it like a potluck maybe <laughs> but like yeah I remember you talking yeah. about how I mean you loved that trip and you it was amazing you talked about it that's forever. So good. yeah that sounds incredible and I I wonder um Nina like obviously there's something that's very special about you <laughs> there's a special energy that you have there's an openness that you have I wondered if if you could attempt to kind of codify like if you were to write a book like how to be a good friend or how to make friends are there like is there like a top five list of like ways to be or things to do if people were to kind of follow if you're like oh my god I want what she has I want to accumulate all these cool friends too what would you say Wow. Um, well, I've never what thought of it that way. Yeah. Um, yeah. If I was preparing a dish. No, I would say, um, I mean, I think honestly, I, I guess it's hard for me to think of like, if your goal was just to make friends, because I feel like that's like, um, that's nothing. that's not something that I've ever like distinctly been like, I need to go make a friend. So, but Maybe I think that's like- part of it. Mm, maybe that's one of the ingredients. <laughs> Don't Not try to make friends. Desperate. Number one. <laughs> no, I think, um, honestly, I think the number one thing I would say is like allowing yourself to be like openly and genuinely curious, um, both about people and about the world and be willing and open to like have conversations with people that like, you know, maybe it doesn't make sense to, you know, just approach someone you've never met before and try to talk to them. And maybe it doesn't make sense to speak about the universe with someone you've known for five minutes, or maybe it does. And maybe you have that, maybe that's just a fast track to figuring out that you, you know, might have things in common that normally would take, you know, would you ever get to that point where you would unearth it if you're like super cautious? So I think just like, like if you have a question or you want to discuss something and you're genuinely curious what someone thinks, like ask, or if you're like, Hey, like, I kind of want to try this thing that I've never tried. I know we just met, but like, would you want to do it too? You know, like, I feel like kind of just, I feel like there's like a very, we have this like kind of set idea that you're supposed to like, follow a decorum or like you have to like know people for a set amount of time in order to like broach different subjects or try different things or like have these experiences. But I think like that's such a silly way of like looking at life because there is no timeline and maybe like jumping above the timeline and just having those conversations or doing those things or asking those questions can get you to a place you would have never gotten otherwise. And maybe also having like really good beer. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I'm sensing that as a theme too. Having quality libation and quality food around for sure helps. Well, that's, and honestly, I'm glad you say that because that is another connecting theme amongst basically all of my close friends is like everybody loves to eat and drink. And I feel like food for me and for like when we're talking about these friend groups is just, it's such a fast track, you know? It's like who doesn't appreciate like do it like, both eating delicious food and drink and sharing that communally together. So I actually think that would be step number two is like, you know, pursue and integrate delicious food and drink into your hang sessions and like make it about that. And I guarantee you, you're going to like each other. And if you don't like each other, there's a good chance it's because one of you isn't appreciating the situation. And that's a pretty, like, that's at least a somewhat of a signifier that maybe it's not going to 
at least, you know, if you care about food and drink that maybe it wouldn't, you know, be the best friendship you were looking for. Yeah. I mean, I feel like another element of that is like an element of generosity. Like there's an element of generosity that is you inviting like 30 people into your family's house. (laughs) And And there's also a phrase that you say a lot, which is generosity of spirit. Mm, There's generosity of literally sharing food and drink and also an openness, which you're talking a lot about too, Nina. Yeah. Like willing to share yourself, like willing to listen, but also willing to share yourself and be generous with your time and your energy. Yeah. And I think there's, sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, sir. Well, I was going to say, I think there's another element too that maybe surrounds like expectations and also like this acknowledging of other people as like human beings like living their own life which is something that I feel like we kind of I don't know if we like came up with it but like (laughs) talked about um in our times in the pod which were uh kind of saying like our paths I forget what like what we said exactly but like our paths like cross and then they go out and then they like cross again and just like hope to see you down the path like there isn't this also that I feel like gets caught up in a lot of friendships of like it needs to be a certain way or we need to talk this much amount of time or um, it's kind of like, yeah, we're just all kind of like living these lives and we're crossing paths and then we're not. And then we are again. And like just being really okay with that and still feeling connected sort of regardless of where our paths might lead. Yeah. And I think that that is hugely important because, um, like you were saying like, oh, you have a big network of friends and you have to like keep up with everyone. But the reality is like, if you have a really good friend, you can go a year without, I mean, hopefully you want to talk to them before a year, but you can certainly go a year without seeing them. And then when you do see each other, it's like no time has passed whatsoever. And I think that's like such an, like just an easy marker of a great friendship. You know, it's like, oh wait, I haven't seen you in two years. Oh, I, you know, it feels like yesterday. Um, and I think, sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, that's definitely the case with us. I mean, we've gotten lots of time without talking and a lot more time without seeing each other. Totally. I mean, I don't even think before you came to Maine in 2019, I don't think I had seen you in like five years or something. Like it was like a long (laughs) time. It had been a really long time. And I was so thrilled that Sarah was like, oh yeah, I'll come. Cause you know, I mean, she was in LA and I was like, I totally understand if you can't make it, but like, you know, would be amazing if you came. And she's like, oh yeah, for sure. I'll come. (laughs) So also was like, and I think that that's the other part of it is like people that are willing to travel across the country or travel from another country or travel from anywhere to come together and be collaborative and enjoy things together and like connect with other people. Like if you're bringing that energy to the table, which you obviously did, like that's, if everyone's doing that, I think it's really easy to have those kinds of connections because that's kind of like, I mean, that's what everyone's looking for. Right. And like, I think that the other part of the food and drink thing and the generosity thing is like, it really is, I think collaboration too. Like when you all come together and like everyone can do their little part to like create this like beautiful thing. And everyone has all these like unique little skills and talents and maybe things they've been interested in, but they haven't actually practiced in real life or, you know, and just, there's no, like, there's no messing up. You just get to do what feels good. And if that's make a flower arrangement or if that's like draw something or whatever, like make a dish, uh, it just makes everything it like, I feel like bringing all of that energy and people's creativity together and then putting it into something that then everybody can enjoy together is like, really like circle of lifey um you literally bring like, everything to the literal table <laughs> bring it all to the table yeah absolutely mm-hmm. and and uh sarah and i were just talking about because our other friend who was also there that weekend last week just sent us a real estate listing because the house for sale next to my family's house is like now on the real estate market and he's like guys if 10 of us go in on this like we could build our future legacy call <laughs> I can just do this all the time. I can't wait to go visit you guys on your future legacy uh, commune. It's going to be great. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Yeah, you guys are welcome to Maine anytime. Absolutely. We're inviting ourselves. Yeah. Please, please come. Yeah, and the more the merrier. I have to think about what I can contribute. <laughs> you can contribute a lot, Chelsea. You can yeah. Plan I mean, your, 
yeah, I mean, you, you're running a podcast. You're doing cool stuff. You're, you're, you got, you got. We could do a live podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, also, podcast. can I say it was at Nina's house in Maine this time that we're talking about when I met someone who was working on Are You the One season eight oh, yeah. while we were recording. Oh, That's and so I was talking about it and she overheard me and was like, were you just talking about Are You the One? Like we, I was a PA on that show. <laughs> we need to get her on the pod for serious. <laughs> Wait, who was that, sir? Um, I cannot remember her name. She has like brown hair. <laughs> Does she live in Phoenix? She must have been <laughs> living in Hawaii, I think, during that time. Because of, oh. yeah, are you the one with shopping? Um, yeah, Anna, Anna. Anna, yeah, 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 Anna. Anna, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. Great. <laughs> uh, well, uh, from in the pod to on the pod. Thank you, Nina, for being here today. We nice. really appreciate it. And it was so cool to hear your perspective. And now I want to connect with all my neighbors that I've never talked to. <laughs> just um, drop off some paella. Yeah, I'll just make make up whip whip up a quick paella with my little mini paella pan. I'll buy like 10 of them so that everyone gets a paella. No, I don't think I'm gonna talk to those people. No one's made any effort. Anyways, um <laughs> We've but, learned nothing from this <laughs> podcast episode. No, I feel like solo, I'm like a curmudgeon. And then you just give me one other person. And I'm like, hey, how's it going? <laughs> Life is great. Uh, so you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at the Nosh Podcast. You can send us a story or just a quick note, a comment, uh, the Nosh Podcast at gmail.com. If you really love us, it would mean so much for you to leave a review on the podcast app. Give us five stars. And if you write something, we'll read it live and, uh, you know, stay tuned. <laughs> I've suddenly became very self-aware, uh, but I'll see you, you in the guys group chat. in the group chat. Podcast.